Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Rasul Mutalib, who is the founder of Freelance Cloud. He's an author and a 20-year technologist. Rasul, how you doing? Excellent, excellent. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. Uh, just excited to jump in and have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, thanks for coming on the show. And we'd like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you'd like to do for fun, that'd be great. Excellent. Um, the fun part will be uh, probably a little bit uninteresting um, because, you know, work is sometimes fun for some people. Unfortunately for me, I think that is the case. Um, I don't really consider it work, to be honest with you. But um, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, came down here and went to one of the HBCUs, Morris Brown, um, and jump into technology. And, you know, I've been in technology for 20 years. Uh, I started out at the literal bottom of, you know, the people, the technology industry, which I had a headset like the one that you have on uh, in a desk, you know, computer answering phones you know, almost one for one, exactly what you have. And over the course of 20 years, I worked my way up to become a senior executive at one of the largest fintech companies in the world. Um, I I put out a book, I think back in 2016, uh, just kind of outlining the blueprint that I used, what worked for me, uh, some of the, the mistakes that I made and some of the ways to get around those mistakes. That was more of a pet project of mine, you know, for personal friends and et cetera. But uh, it turned out where people really responded to it and, and uh, enjoyed it. And then here recently, um, one of my other pet passions is, you know, freelancing. You know, I started out, uh, I used to design websites 20 years ago, back when companies didn't have websites. And it just felt like it was time to, the marketplace needed something uh, that was a better solution. A lot of the things out there right now, um, you know, people are kind of hit or miss on being successful hiring freelancers. And I just felt like there was a better way to do it. So I launched Freelance Cloud. And that brings us up to here and now with me and you on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And so tell us exactly what you do with Freelance Cloud. What does your day-to-day look like? Yeah, I mean, the entire premise of it um, is, and, and people who are stateside, I'm, I'm sure you probably have some audience members that are international. Uh, people who are stateside would probably get this. I found that people who are not don't really understand this, which I was surprised initially, is, you know, you have some major incumbents right now uh, in the freelance platform space, meaning online marketplaces where you can go and purchase uh, freelance services. And they're fairly large uh, incumbents, you know, existing people, their, their brands are well-known. Um, what I've discovered through my own experience and through the experience of a lot of people that I know is the customer experience is not very good. Um, a lot of times, you know, you have a platform, it's got 10 million freelancers on it. 
you're trying to hire somebody to design your logo or do a website for you. And it's very tough to tell which ones are good, which ones are bad. And the experiences that I hear more than not are um, it's hit or miss. Sometimes I get somebody that does what I want. Sometimes I just waste money. So what I decided to do was with Freelance Cloud is launch a platform that was hyper-focused on delivering quality work, um, delivering what people paid for. Um, just that, you know, that's a novel concept. And the, the analogy that I said a lot of people internationally won't get is you can think of me as, you know, the Chick-fil-A to the McDonald's Burger King that exists. You know, because when they started, everybody was like, well, we don't need another chicken place. Uh, we've already got KFC, Popeye's, Churches, McDonald's, Burger King, all of them sell chicken. And they launched a chicken only place. And what do they focus on? They focus on quality, right? Absolutely. That line is wrapped around the building, but you were, chances are you're going to get your food faster than if you went to one of the other spots that only had three cars in the line. Um, you know, the people smile, the order's correct it's warm, you know, you have a generally better experience overall. So for me, that's the business model that I'm bringing to the freelance marketplace where people get what they pay for and freelancers are able to get fair prices for their services. I love that. I love that. And that analogy really helps you out because, you know, some of your competitors are more well-known, like what, what are some like Fiverr and stuff? Yep. yep. Uh, but yeah. it can be hit or miss, like you were saying. So I love that. And I love that premise. Awesome. And so your role day to day, are you more like kind of putting pieces together? Are you like? Kind yeah. Of so since, since I'm the you know founder, just like, you know, with your podcast, just like with, you know, any business in the beginning, you're wearing all the hats. Mm -hmm. um, and so the day to day is number one, you know, reaching out to the audience, understanding where to get the audience. There's a, you know, whole social media component to it. Um, I have a podcast also that you and I will talk about after uh, we finish this one um, that d focuses on, you know, freelancers and et cetera. Um, you know, then there's online, you know, pu publishing articles. I mean, it's a full 360 degree kind of blitz to, you know, make sure that you are engaging your audience. And that is in addition to looking at the platform, looking at the technology. Do we have the right mix of technology? How can we make the platform better, the UI? I mean, there's so many different things as a founder um, and that's part of the founder's journey is, as you know, or will we'll discover is as you grow, you have to identify the things that you can you know, siphon off mm -hmm. and, and delegate because you know, what the tendency is, is to keep everything because it's my passion, it's my, it's my baby and no one else will get it right. But there's no way to scale like that, you know, coming from, you know, I've been in the Fortune 500 space, you know, as a practitioner, technologist practitioner, you know, for 15 years, um, 20 years and et cetera. So um, what I learned there is how to scale, how to think macro, how to move very large pieces around while focusing in on, you know, one or two strategic items, maybe three, you know, at the, at the most, but should not be 10. It shouldn't be seven. It, you should be hyper-focused on a few specific things. Um, and these kind of things that I learned from my work experience um, allowed me to take all of that learning and apply it to 
um, you know, freelance cloud and what I'm doing. And that's part of the reason I think it's been received so well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love that. Well, let's jump a bit into your motivation now. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Well, I mean, I think everybody at some point um, should find their personal vision. You know, there's a book um, called The Alchemist that is very popular. In the book, it says your personal legend. Um, You know, some people say your best life and you know, your best self, you know, all of the, however it is that you, you know, want to define that. I think everybody owes it to themselves to unplug, sit down and try to come up with, well, what is my life going to be about? You know, what is my life's purpose? And it could be multiple things. Um, so it gets me up. Part of my life purpose is, you know, I'm a technologist and I love the business of technology. So it makes sense for me to start technology businesses of which is freelancecloud.co. Um, that gets me up. That, that is not work to me. That's, you know, as some people say a whistle while you work type of thing where it's, it's fun while you're doing it. Um, the day goes by. Um, and then, you know, there's other personal things like, you know, fatherhood and husband and family and, you know, personal, you know, adventure and et cetera. But it's, to me, it's all about understanding what you want your best self to be and then making that your lifestyle and when you do it's not very difficult to wake up in the morning you don't find yourself wanting to sleep in you want to actually get up and get to it yeah yeah there we go i guess a quick follow-up question that i know you said unplug sit down what is my life going to be about a lot of people um, have started to try to do something like that and they come to the blank page and they're like, I have no idea what to ask myself or they start to dream and they experience fear. What would you say to those two people? Well, fear is natural um, as long as it doesn't prevent you. And um, some people say, you know, if you go to the, if you go go to LA fitness or like a, a gym where you have the really intense weightlifters down there and you hear them screaming like, chase the pain, like chase the pain. They're like this guy, he can barely, you know, he's (laughs) breathing his last breath. And there's some guy standing over him screaming, like chase the pain. Sometimes fear is the direction. Mm. You know, sometimes you're not even alive unless you are doing something where you have that tingling sensation. You know, what a lot of people don't know is, you know, these celebrities and big time people that go up on stages, a lot of them still get butterflies before they go on stage. I mean, that's, that's their oxygen. So if you are experiencing fear, that doesn't mean you just blindly run into it because, you know, you listen to some motivational speech, you evaluate if it's good or bad for you, that could be telling you not to do it. But um, usually if you're doing something where you're experiencing that feeling, you're going in the right direction. You're, you're, you're expanding yourself. Um, You know, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would let fear almost be a signal as a guide. Uh, You know, the first, tell me the first part of the question again. Yep. You have, so you have the person who experiences fear, then you have the person who sits there with the blank page and they just have no idea what to write. Well, I mean, there's only one solution for that, in my opinion, and that is get out and start trying stuff. Mm. Um, Especially if you're young, you know, if you're in your 20s, uh, even early 30s. Um, and I don't want to really cap it with an age, but I mean, especially if you're that age, 
um, and you're not sure, a lot of people are not sure, you know, and the reason is you haven't experienced enough yet. So I would try to accumulate experiences in different things. And eventually you will land on the mix that you see, this is for me, this is for me. If you follow, you know, the same pattern as people who went before you, if you kind of stay on your block or in your lane, or you don't really explore, chances are um, that, state, that page will stay blank. And no matter what you're doing, somewhere inside of you, you will feel like this is really not for me. This is not getting me excited. I might be good at it, or, uh, you know, I may have been doing it for a number of years, but it's just not, I'm not passionate about it. So, you know, I would say, and, and you know, it doesn't matter if you're 40, 50, 60, experiences, you know, if you're not really sure, go out and have some experiences, join some different meetup groups, try different things, you will find the thing that you like. You just have to go out and experience different things. There we go. I love that. And for you guys who are like, well, what do I experience first? Just literally anything that kind of piques your curiosity a little That's bit. Right. That's <laughs> right. You know, one foot and then the next foot and then the next foot. You know, the key is just to take the first step, you know, do a one step at a time, as they say. There we go. There we go. I love that. Well, let's jump into your dreams and goals now. Tell us about your vision for your company and for your life going forward. Well, I mean, Freelance Cloud to me, um, it is an important project. Um, I think the entire COVID experience really uh, made something like this a bit more relevant than uh, maybe it would have been without COVID. And the reason is, uh, a lot of people lost their jobs. Um, a lot of people were faced with losing their jobs because maybe they didn't want to get vaccinated, but the company was making them. So then they realized, well, I really don't have any options here. Um, or just being at home and having more time and enjoying the free time that it gives you and you don't want to go back to the workplace. Um, I think just a lot of people started thinking about or rethinking uh, their approach to what it means to work, what it means to be employed. And as a result, a lot of people started saying, well, what can I do on my own? Um, maybe in addition to my job, in case something happens, I have something to fall back on, or I don't wanna go back to work. I wanna do what I'm passionate about and I know what it is. Um, so for me, the freelance platform is what allows people to do this and you help a lot of people. So, you know, that's going to be my focus and my goal and my dream is to keep continue to grow this platform to where I know that it could go, um, where it's operating in multiple countries and multiple marketplaces. Um, I'm starting to get there, but I'm not really there yet. Uh, and then, you know, continue to be a technologist and uh, drive other technologies and help other people who are also uh, looking to start, you know, their path of their whatever their dream is. So that should that you know that alone should cover the next ten years for me. Yeah, yeah. So it's like keep pouring into um, freelance cloud, yep. and also help other kind of founders, other technologists thrive Absolutely. on their projects as well. You know, and as that grows, as freelance cloud grows, there will be other projects and things that you know are also possible. You just have to, you know stay focused on your mission and be consistent and things will happen. 
I love that. Um, I'm just curious, where do you stand? Because I know you're really into technology on Web3, the blockchain, crypto, NFTs. Give me your synopsis of that space. My synopsis, I can give you in one sentence. Like it or hate it, it's here to stay. <laughs> you know, um, and, and you, in some technologies, you, you have to have that mentality. I remember when uh, social media first started, when Twitter first started, when Facebook first started, how many people turned their nose up and said they'll never do it and, you know, it's silly and it's foolish. And look at what happened. I mean, um, I remember when Amazon first started. I mean, look where Amazon is now. So, you know, the world is changing. It's continuing to evolve. Uh, we're becoming much more digital. And if you ask me, we've only scratched the surface of what this new world is going to look like. Um, at present, the majority of the world still uses technology just to share pictures and post comments, if you really think about it. Yeah. That is the crux of the majority of the world's use most common usage of the technology, this mobile technology that we have and AI and all this stuff. So we've only scratched the surface. So there'll be more things like NFTs that come out and make absolutely no sense to anyone. Cryptocurrencies, you know, that come out, you know, things like that, that happen that people don't understand initially, just like Twitter, just like email. And they will continue to evolve. And the ones that say, well, I'm not going to judge this. I'm just going to understand it in the landscape of this world that we live in today. They're, I think they will continue to benefit and thrive in the new world. Uh, those who abstain will probably come around later, but you know, whether it's too late or too soon or whatever it is, who knows, but it's like, you, you kind of, you have to look at it for what it is and not what you want it to be. And we're still, it's an exciting time. I mean, who would ever imagine that you know, something like an NFT would happen or a cryptocurrency would actually happen. Um, you know, blockchain and all these different new technologies. This is an exciting time in technology. I mean, it's, it's something that really should make you excited as opposed to looking at it and, you know, kind of frowning about it. It's, it's, I look at it and see it's abundance of opportunity. There's a lot of people, um, a lot of minorities, a lot of people like you and me, um, who have been able to accelerate wealth, uh, have been able to start businesses. And this is just not just the United States, this is all over the world. Um, so it's, it's reshifting a lot of things and it's giving people a lot of opportunities that they would not have otherwise had. I mean, artists are selling NFTs that would have been probably broke musicians. Somehow the NFT thing worked for them and they get an extra $500,000 that is theirs. Right. I mean, that was wasn't possible two years ago, five years ago for an artist or a rapper or whatever it is. So, I mean, to me, it's all good. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm kind of in that space where I'm like, I'm trying to understand it. And I follow Gary Vee and that man has been in my head <laughs> about it. And he's just like NFTs. He was like talking about NFTs, you know, I'm not going to say five years ago, but I, I know probably at least earlier this year when really nobody knew what it was yeah yeah and so, now he said i did my six months of homework i jumped all in now he has like the nft restaurant going on um the nft live events going on and um it's just 
it's just blowing my mind what he's it doing. It is what it is, man. I mean, you know, this is just an exciting time. I mean, it's exciting. It's something new that, you know, you have to challenge yourself. I mean, this isn't, you know, Xerox copy machines and fax files. This is, you know, this is entirely new stuff that just comes out of nowhere. It spreads like wildfire because you can go global in no time in this new world. And, you know, this is just the beginning. There's going to be something else next year and something else in the next three months. And um, like I said, it just gives a lot of people opportunities that, in my opinion, would not have had those types of opportunities otherwise. So all good. Yeah, all good. Got to love it. Well, awesome. Tell us a bit about um, who you would want to meet that could help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I always, I believe in virtual mentors. Um, you know, again, in this digital world, in past times, you really didn't have access to people like you have today. But nowadays, you don't have to actually meet your mentor. You can follow them and look at how they move and some of the things they're doing, listen to their YouTube talks and et cetera. And you can still learn from that person. So um, two of mine that come to mind out of just off the top of my head uh, are Robert Smith, Robert Frederick Smith of Vista Equity Partners. Uh, he's a technologist like myself, uh, more of a business technologist like myself. Uh, he's a billionaire. Um, and, you know, he started out, you know, I would, I'm not going to say in a very common way, but he didn't start out like this. He had to build that company over time. And I've been following him since the beginning. So um, if I met, had an opportunity to meet him at some point, you know, it's one of those situations where you can spend 30 minutes with somebody and they can take your knowledge, yep. you know, five years ahead of, you know, just by sharing some insights and taking some things away from them. Uh, another one is, you know, not that big, but still very active uh, is Dr. Paul Judge. Uh, he is here in Atlanta and just an innovative, uh, innovative guy. I mean, he's, they call him the grandfather of technology in Atlanta. I mean, he, he was in the VC venture capital space very early, helping a lot of companies get funding. Um, you know, he did the commencement at Georgia Tech. He's just a very, he's a mover and shaker in the industry and he just keeps growing um, through his activity and consistency. And you can learn from that. So those are two individuals just off the top of my head that I would say meeting them in person, which I, I plan to have that opportunity, um, would be tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And what's the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to really help you get further along with Freelance Cloud, as well as helping other technologists? Um, the one thing that I see that is the difference uh, in so many people is your day-to-day -day habits. You know, I have a, a, a phrase that I follow is, you know, count seconds instead of dollars. And it essentially means look at exactly how you're spending your time. And that will tell you exactly who you are and what you can expect. And if you don't like it, it's very easy to change it. And it's habits that make your today and habits that make your future. Um, 
you know, so for me, if I tell anybody anything, it's like, well, what are your habits? What do you do every day? You know, look at what you do literally every day, hour by hour, Monday through Sunday. And that will tell you everything that you need to do in order to get where you want to get because you erase certain things and you fill other things in. Yeah. Uh, I love how simple success is. <laughs> and while it's simple, um, it's not always the easiest thing for people to get out of their own way and really change their habits and change their activities. But that's right. That's all it is. Action. That's all it is. That's all it is. Action. Yeah. I love that. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And our first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Uh, I'll go movie. Um, favorite movie is Wall Street. And I don't know, you know, that it's an older movie. Came out, I think, in back in 87. And for some reason, I connected with this character. His name is Gordon Gecko. Uh, in that movie, the first time I saw it. And it's one of those movies where I know every line to the movie. Like, you, like I still watch the movie and I know every line <laughs> to the movie. It's one yeah. of those, you know. Um, I purchased it in Amazon Prime. I still go to it and watch it every now and then. And I can just literally, I can state every line, in, but I love the movie. Um, for some reason, it just, it, it connected with me. Yeah, what part of Gordon Gecko do you think really connected with you the most? <laughs> <laughs> so many parts. Um, and you know, the fact that he was, uh, you know, a scrappy business person that, that got it the hard way, you know, didn't come in with all the privilege and all the, you know, access that he had to really grind it out and work his way up to where, you know, he ultimately was. And, and when he got there, he continued to thrive and win. Um, and there's a certain fearlessness, there's a certain, uh, you know, intensity, uh, certain, you know, just grit, toughness, mental toughness, um, all of these things you, you have to have um, to, to win in, in today's, whether you're in a job, you know, working at, you know, in a company where you're trying to get a promotion or you're trying to do your own business, it's the same thing, right? Whether, whether you have a business, you are a business and you are a brand um, people, when they look at you, they think of a certain thing and you need to make sure that you can control, you know, what people think when they look at you. So your brand will get you where you need to, where you're trying to go. Everything is, 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 um, you know, a part of, you know, a person's uh, image and, um, you know, so Gordon Gecko, back to your question, there was a lot of that in the character. I think that just resonated with me. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself? Um, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. And so for me, um, I've become extremely focused on mental health and uh, nutrition. And nutrition to me is both diet and, and activity. I mean, it's, it's everything you do to take care of yourself. Um, right now, I would say, you know, my personal health. My goal is to make it the most important thing in my life that I focus on more than anything else. Um, and that is understanding my body, understanding my diet, understanding you know, what exactly I need to eat, understanding how much I need to exercise. There's a lot to learn, sleep patterns, you know, all this stuff, um, daily habits, you know, et cetera. 
And I just think it's the right, I think it's the right thing to do. Um, even when, you know, a person is much younger, you know, it, it's like, it's actually better to start when you're younger and instead of waiting until you get old and gray like me, um, but it's never too late. So um, that's kind of the thing that I'm focused on. Feel that, feel that. And what is one action step that you can take right now to meet either Robert Frederick Smith or Dr. Paul Judge? <laughs> You're going to blast me like that. <laughs> it's like, why haven't you done it? You know, um, I mean, in all honesty, in today's world, you know, there's the, you know, there's the, what, three degrees of separation or two degrees of separation, whatever it is it's not very hard to get in front of people that you want to connect with. The key to me is, and this can also be the downfall, is you want to have something to offer. You want to have something of value to create a more lasting interaction and engagement. Sometimes that could be the, the boogeyman where it's never good enough. So you perpetually put it off because you keep saying, well, I'm not ready and I'm not ready. Um, I certainly don't aspire to do that. But there is a certain reality to saying, yep, that is my target. I am six months away and I'm executing this plan that will allow me to get to that point where when that interaction and exchange happens, it's not just me asking for a selfie but it's me creating value also for that individual in some way where that interaction is meaningful um, because you never, you know, you may never get another chance. So um, the quick answer to your question is I could use DM on Instagram or, you know, Facebook or Twitter, Twitter or one of the platforms to just get the person. But I also believe in having more of a strategy and a methodology to, your approach to big moments in your life like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That value adds important because, um, I mean, essentially we're nothing without, um, being just able to another person value. in the crowd. Yeah. You're just right. another person in the airport that I said hello to no more meaningful than that, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, we, I think we often overlook, uh, or we're unintentional about that aspect of our life. And if you think about it, any meaningful relationship we have, it's because we're consistently adding value to that relationship or it's probably and not a healthy value. one. Yep. I mean, you know, um, someone told me they think of it like a bank account. It's deposits and withdrawals. You can't go withdraw if you didn't put anything in. Yep. So you got to put something in first, you know, into the relationship first before you can withdraw. So, um, you know, that's the way I look at it. I want to make sure I can make a deposit. I don't want to go to the bank and just say, Hey man, can, can you loan me $5? I mean, uh, you know, I want to make sure there's a mutual exchange of value. Yeah, absolutely. And some good books for that. If you guys are wondering the go giver by Bob Berg is a great one. And giftology is an interesting one. Giftology is really good. I'll one. need to put that one on my list. I have not read that one. Yeah. John Rulin, he used the giftology method you know, everybody coins their, their, yeah, yeah, nowadays, yeah. But, you must do it. You have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he met Tony Robbins with it. And it's a really thoughtful oh, concept yeah. actually that I think we can yeah. use in our everyday life just with people that we love and care about. So I really like Excellent. it. Excellent. 
Awesome. Well, I got um, really one last question for you because I feel like you answered the other ones I usually ask here at the end. Um, and this one requires a bit of pretext. So you know how there are people on the planet who have a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help and they're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they'll live their whole life like that and sometimes they'll die like that. Other times they'll change at some point in their life to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? A lot of times it's an experience. You know, I mean, in, in, in some world, I think they call them object lessons where sometimes you have to hit rock bottom before you realize the value of a dollar, before you realize the value of a friend, the value of a relationship, um, you know, taking life seriously. I mean, so, you know, there, there's certain experiences that I just think you have to go through. If you, if you look at a lot of um, people in entertainment, primarily, you, you often hear them say, you know, I started out, I was sleeping on somebody's couch. It's almost like a rite of passage. I was, I was living out of a car. I was dead broke, but they had to go through that in order for them to realize the value of the thing that once they succeeded, they know they never want to go back to being in a car. And then they know what it took to get there. So, you know, for me, um, the difference between those two people and what could make somebody change from one to the other is not necessarily reading a book or, you know, listening to a tape or a speech. Maybe it can happen that way. Um, but when you go through a life experience that smacks you in the face or punches you in the stomach, um, there's no better teacher than, than experience. And I think that is, it's one of the ways that, that people change from one to the other. And I would bet that if you look at when people change and sometimes people go back to the old way, they fall back into old habits. I'd be willing to bet that people who had that object lesson are people that are less likely to go back to the way things that were before. Um, I don't have any data to support that. It's just, it's just my, my gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I'd probably second that, you know, it's like you have something that's very tangible kind of tethering you to that success as opposed to like somebody's motivational speech or inspiration. That's why Tony Robbins will have like 1% transformation at his uh, kind of programs. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It feels great in the moment. Yeah. But you know, very lasting change is an entirely different conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Rasul, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh man, it's been great. I mean, your questions were awesome. Uh, you're a great interviewer. Um, so I appreciate just the preparation and everything. You made it easy. So thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Is there anything you want to chat about before we sign off? No, I mean, again, just thanks for having me on. Uh, best of luck for, you know, the growth of your podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, you're doing a great job. And, and I looked at some of your other stuff and it's just quality conversation. It's stuff that people like to listen to. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that because it is easy to get down on yourself when you got like two listens here, three listens here, four listens here. So I really appreciate that. Uh, only uh, thing you have to do is keep going. That's it. Yeah. Just don't stop. That's the only way to fail. There we go. There we go. Thank you for that. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Russell had to say, how should they reach out to you? Go to freelancecloud.co. Um, 
any contact information there will come to me, obviously. And if you're, you know, thinking about doing freelancing, if you know someone that's doing freelancing, if you need a freelancer, um, you know, get a different experience, go to freelancecloud.co. Um, and, you know, as that platform continues to grow, we'll be offering excellent customer experiences to everybody. There we go. And as we always ask, send this podcast to one in three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.